we're in. Looks good. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Unscripted Violence. This is Stagger Lee here. Uh, joined today by producer Joe from the Working Fans Podcast. How you doing, Joe? Very good, Stagger Lee. How are you doing tonight? Battle of the Belts. I... It wasn't quite what I was hoping for in a weekend event, but it was something fun to sit down for. So I'm excited to come here and talk about it. Yeah, it it, it was good for what it was. There, AEW put a lot of lot of wrestling out this week. So for what it was, I think it was pretty good. But I, uh, what we started off with in Battle of the Belts was uh interim tnt championship and if you don't know what an interim champion is it's something they do and whether they do it in boxing and some kickboxing i think um when the champions vacant or can't be at the match they have somebody substitute or something is that what it is yeah, it'll typically be when, like, I've seen it in boxing and MMA when a champion can't defend for some reason. Usually it's a medical reason, and the promotion will want to still put on a fight and still have that title fight, so they have the interim champion step in. This is the first time I've seen it in pro wrestling, and I thought it was an odd touch, but, I mean, it's battle of the belt, so you got to do what you got to do to keep belts on the show. Yeah, that's true. But it was Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara in this. Um, they said Cody wasn't medically cleared. I think he had he had COVID, is what I heard. Yeah, from what I hear, I mean, I haven't read up on it too much because I I work during the week, so on the weekends that tends to be when I do a lot of my podcast producing and stuff. So I yeah. didn't get the see as much or read up about it but it's either cody has covid or somebody in his somebody near him has covid and uh, exposed well that makes sense yeah that makes sense um they introduced some dignitaries at ringside too uh the humpy wheeler what the fuck i've I... never heard of him he must be big in the north carolina he's the former president and gm for charlotte motor speedway yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how big that is in Charlotte, but David Crockett, one of the last remaining yeah. live members of the Crockett family who promoted yeah. all throughout the Mid-Atlantic area was there. Yeah. I used to watch Jim Crockett promotions and David Crockett was there. He even did some commentary at one point, I think. Yeah, he made a lot more sense to have it ringside, but sometimes when you're trying to get area names, it, who knows? Maybe Humpy Wheeler is big in the Carolinas. Yeah, that's that's what I figured. Um, they they shook hands to start, which was a nice little touch to the to the match. I thought um, Dustin he during this he pulled that that kind of I'm winded thing he does, which I think is hilarious um, at first. Yeah, I, I thought. Mean- the story of this match really was Sammy's speed and athleticism versus Dustin's skill and kind of his years that he's put in, but 
they made note of the pacing through a lot of this. And I think it was to explain that Sammy, he's just a quicker wrestler. And Dustin, while he still has it, doesn't move as quick as maybe he once did. Yeah, that that was that you nailed it on this on the story of what was going on there. That that was a good way of putting that. I mean, I thought it was a good way to kick off the show. The only thing that didn't really work as much during the match for me, and I'm sure you'll get to it, is when Fuego del Sol popped up. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was comical but <laughs> um to me it just felt like a little bit too much i don't think the yeah match yeah needed that but they did a lot during this show of pushing forward stories to other shows and yes they did they the aw it, it seems like every match lately has had to have a, a run-in involved or or some type of Thing outside of the match that takes place I don't know uh, they just do they do a bit much of it I think yeah it's not bad every once in a while to use it as a storytelling device to push things along but every match doesn't need a run in there doesn't always have to be these stories that bump up against each other necessarily now, I will complain about the Fuego del Sol appearance, but I love the Daniel Garcia appearance in this match. And it almost seems like a contradictory statement, but they yes. showed Daniel for a second during the match. And then when we get to the after match, we'll talk about how he pops in that. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, just some highlights I, I noticed. Uh, uh, well, it, I did think uh, Sammy uh, pulling out the Glock to Arn Anderson was was uh, was funny when, and then Arn flipping him off. That kind of yeah added a nice touch to it. Arn does a great job. Yeah, He's, he didn't feel like too much on the outside. He puts himself in there just enough. Yeah, he does. Um. Uh, there was a pile driver on Sammy on the outside that looked pretty wicked and and started that count out. And uh, Sammy yeah, was really selling that for what it was worth. That was I like that part of it. It got kind of got your attention into the match a little bit. Yeah, it did. And on commentary, they were they were pointing it out. Look, he's going to he's going to he can win this by count out and be the interim champion. So. That was that was a twist to the rules. I I thought any time a championship's involved, a, a ten count doesn't mean anything. I didn't even think about it till that moment. But when you're filling an interim champion, it's almost like somebody's got to go home and fill that. So yeah, I, I've never seen an interim champion in wrestling, so it wouldn't have even occurred to me. Which I I thought that was a nice touch. And I mean, I wasn't huge on this match. It's a good opener. But, I wasn't. I wasn't either. It it was pretty uneventful, uh, to to be honest. Um, but like then then I yeah, because it's for an interim champion. So you're yeah. setting up like a championship match in the future to see like who the real world champion is or the real TNT champion. 
Exactly, exactly. But, uh, yeah, so uh, in this, uh, it ended up in a series of, like, roll-up roll counters, and then Sammy won it, which I wasn't very thrilled with that finish at all. No, I was hoping that Dustin would have won it, but looking at it on the surface, it's almost got to be Sammy and Cody again for the real championship, which, interesting enough, but when you're kicking off a special that you've been hyping on TNT, I thought maybe Dustin taking that championship out of there and then setting up a future match with Cody, the first one since... Was it that first match that oh, they the first back when? Yeah, it was. The, it was the first match at, at in Vegas, I think. Tell me uh, that doesn't get you a little more excited coming out of Battle of the Belts whenever that, they exactly. set that match up, and you wouldn't even have to do it that they hate each other. It would just be like, I'm the interim champion, you're the real champion. You know, let's get in that yeah. ring one more time and yeah. see what we can do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, but uh, at the end of the match, Dan- Daniel Garcia popped up in the ring and uh, gets in Sammy's face uh, quite closely. Well, he nose to nose with him, and then uh, smacks Sammy. They start brawling, uh, and uh, that was that was the end of that one. Now, how have you liked Daniel Garcia in AEW so far? I, I like him. He's a great wrestler. The one thing about him is his size. Uh, kind of, it doesn't help me suspend my disbelief. And uh, that's my that. only complaint. That's my only complaint about him. Other than that, he he looks he looks tough and scary and mean and plays that that role very well i think even for his young age yeah the size is something that'll get you but i'd like to hope when they get him in there against bigger opponents it'll be like picking off that leg picking off that knee working at it he is he's come a long way in such a short amount of time like everybody talks about mjf being like this big young prodigy but you've also got Daniel Garcia doing the same thing. He just doesn't have the talking aspect of it down as much. He's got more of the in-ring. Yeah, and they, they need to focus on that with him, I think, and he'll do just fine. Oh, um, 100%. I'm think, very excited for that match coming up, him versus Sammy. Oh, yes, yes. I am, too. I'm interested in that. For sure. Now... And then- Following this match, they had, what was it? They had a video that featured the title matches that were won on the previous Dynamite. And then they had Guevara backstage basically responding to Garcia, setting yeah. up for Wednesday. And that was that was one of the first things I noticed, that this event seemed to be setting up the next event, which I liked, but it was also like, I thought this was a special. This is almost feeling like another rampage or like a special edition of dark i thought so too i was gonna say that in the very beginning it 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 seemed like the dark of dynamites or whatever you would call it the the dark of network tv well this next match coming up is the dark of title matches when i saw this in the middle 
I was honestly a little upset because I'm like, you got plenty of titles. You could put on your yeah. Battle of the Belts, but we're going to put the FTW title on. Exactly. Yeah, that that uh, I I that messed with me, too. I wasn't too uh, and the crowd wasn't either. Nobody was excited for this. No, this on its face, it felt like a filler match. It was in the middle of the card. And Sidal came out so strong that when I was watching it, I'm almost like, this guy knows the position he's in. He wants to make something of the spot he's getting. And yeah. I, if you want to go over the match, we can go over how it was. Not, not really, because it was, it was your typical uh, Sparks, uh, side, Starks Seidel match that you, that you would expect to see. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs was on the outside playing that up um uh it that that's really the the main point of it is so starks could win the match and yeah, then how him, do you like powerhouse hobbs Were i you i love with him before aew i love powerhouse hobbs actually he they need to they need to put him in the ring somewhere i think he's He's a little bit, a little bit clunky, I want to say. But, yeah, it's almost uh, like you get him more of those in-ring reps. He'll look better on, like, a major TV product. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I can see big things happening for Hobbs, though. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing AEW's done well, is going to the indies and getting guys that weren't already known, like a Will Hobbs and... MJF had a little bit of a name, but an MJF, a Sammy Guevara. Like, I yeah. watched a lot of indies, so I was familiar with these guys a little bit before maybe other people. The same thing with Darby Allen. I was seeing him do his thing and evolve up here. And it oh, was nice, nice. It's great to see these guys break out and get major features on TV. It is. It really is. Yeah, I I expect big things out of Hobbs. Um very shortly. And I and I think Team Taz as a whole is shaping up to look better than uh any other faction out there right now. And do you think that's because of how good Hook has come out of the gate? Like I was surprised oh, I with his first few matches. That helped tremendously. Um, it's, it's, I, I mean, but, uh, I don't know that that's, that's just, he's probably going to be the star of team Taz. He's, he's a star. He, he already is. And, uh, I just hope that they don't overkill it with Hobbs. They need to give us little, i not Hobbs. I mean, <laughs> oh, hook, hook. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't want him to overdo it with them. Give us overkill of hook like we have to have hook every dynamite or every rampage. I, I I'd like to see little bits and pieces of him and save up those those epic matches for uh, pay per views and uh, big events. We've seen it with Punk and Danielson. They were big returns, but it's almost like you see him on TV so much that. I'm not going to say it's getting old because I enjoy seeing them on TV every week. Yeah. You, I know. Lose, you lose that little bit of an aura they had that makes them a little more special. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 
they have AEW has had a tendency of doing that lately. So I, I just hope that they cool their jets a little with Hook. Hook's, Hook's new. He's got his whole career ahead of him. I mean, he's young. He, he's he's got years and years ahead of him. Let him build. Let him let him do what he does. But don't don't overkill it with this. Yeah, they've been really good with how they've rolled him out so far. He's been an on-screen presence for what, like a year about now? Yeah. And he just got into the ring recently. When he's in the ring, he's not doing a ton of stuff, but the things he's doing, he's doing so well. He's 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 in there like he's he's in there like he's been in there for years and years and it's almost like they learned their lesson that they missed the boat with Brock Anderson. Not saying they missed the boat with him overall, but he has yeah. that early showing and he hasn't uh, stuck around as a character, sadly. I know. Brock Anderson, man. He's and he is just the spitting image of his dad in in every way. I know, I wanna see him in the ring, but I do too. We'll have to see with him. I yeah, I He's he's on dark quite a bit, but I hope he's not uh, doomed in that cycle. I hope they bring him out of that. Yeah, I mean, dark isn't necessarily the worst place for somebody like him to end up because it gets you that on screen time. Is True. dark the one that films in Universal Studios right now? Yeah, that's dark, and then dark elevation is usually when they're when they're doing a show in the city that they're doing that okay. week. When they're doing a, a, a dynamite taping, I think they also tape the following week's dark. Yep, that makes sense. It, that's a perfect place for Brock Anderson, honestly. Universal Studios get used to because some of these guys they learn their where to be for the camera they learned all their in-ring stuff on the indies and some of these guys haven't done the indies as much and it's good to get them in the ring with the dark roster that they put on that show it's usually the guys that are working from the indies and coming on so you get that knowledge that you know brock anderson can pick up for his in-ring yes yes i agree i agree with you Good point. Now we uh, are far off the talk of this Matt side match. Oh, uh, we are. Um, but uh, there's there's not too much that went on uh, that I had highlights on. Um, no, it really kind of was all about. To me, it felt like it was all about the post match setting up Wednesday's match yeah. once again for Hobbs versus Dante Martin. And Martin yeah. looked so good in the ring with Hobbs during that face-off that I he can almost, I'm almost excited for that match. I got some believability in that. I, I I love Dante Martin. Who doesn't right now? He's he's amazing. And yeah, uh, I was more familiar with him when he had the mask on when he was going by Airwolf, and he was great then. But then to see him and a twin brother come out here and both be so was- high flying. Was the Airwolf in the Indies? Is that? I believe it was. I think I first saw him on MLW. Oh, okay. He didn't do a ton of appearances, but I had seen him on maybe one or two other Indies. And I'm just like, wow, this guy's a high flyer. Like, 
I'm a sucker for a masked wrestler. So when you see this guy coming off the top rope and doing it so well, and then when he came to AEW, took off the mask, I'm like, wow, that's a strange choice. But yeah. seeing him and his brother at first was good. And I can't wait to see them back as a tag team. But that's, this singles run nice. is doing something for him slowly. Uh, what what type of uh, injury does his brother have? I don't even remember. Me neither. He's been out for so long that, God, you would almost think it was some more serious break. I will... Actually, if you wanna, if you wanna start talking about the next match, let me see if I can look up. All right, no problem. Uh, it's the main event, uh, the AEW uh, Women's Championship, World Championship. Britt Baker with, uh, she's out with Jamie Hader and Rebel, and it's versus Riho. Um, I was not looking forward to this match. It, it, it uh, just didn't seem all that great to me. Riho doesn't seem like a, a great opponent. I, I, my opinion of Riho is the same as with a smaller athlete. She's amazing at what she does, but uh, her size throws me off. She doesn't have. It's like she. The physics don't work for me. Yeah, we definitely talked about that off air. And Darius yeah. Martin is out with an ACL injury, so. Oh, so it's his knee, yeah. Yeah, I can or, see that taking you out for a while. But we talked about the Britt Baker Riho thing, and I was thinking about it, and the reason, like, we didn't see Riho as a contender in this match for different reasons. I mean, like you said, she's awesome in the ring, but it's just like the physical matchup and the physics that don't work for you. For me, I feel like AEW has built up far better contenders that they could have put in this spot for this game. That that as well. I I was thinking that too. I'm like, there's so many other women that are, are 10 times more deserving than Riho. Riho really hasn't done much to impress me in the fact of of, uh, she was gone for a lot of earlier this year and then she made a comeback part way through but it was almost like oh there's that girl from two years ago not like oh here's Riho she's coming back into the title picture yeah yeah that's there there I agree with you too that there was uh, there's a lot more deserving people that should have had that position and Possibly my attitude in the match might have been different. It would have made it more exciting. Like, let's say, God, for instance, do Britt Baker versus Jade Cargill, champion versus champion on the Battle of the Belts. To there me, that makes a far more exciting main event. You could do Britt Baker versus, oh, God, who else? Maybe bringing it in. It could have been. Who's that? Camille from the NWA, the NWA Women's Champion. And that way, it would be a different battle of the belts. It would get, I think, a little more excitement on that main event. Like, this just felt like Rio. It could have been been Abaddon, and I would have had more interest, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, the tough thing with that is Abaddon's been out of that main view for so long that yeah. if they had her back on TV and they built her upright, 
it'd be good, but like that finisher is I love the finisher. Yep. If you want to go for people that have been on TV, Serena Deeb, Thunder Rosa, yeah. I think any of them would made would have made a far more interesting main event here, but it was an all right match. Like it didn't it was, and there was a story being told between Jamie Hayter and Rebel that there's some tension between them. Yeah, um, they furthered that as well and guy I think that's all this match really was like when it ended because like now that we've gone through all the matches I yeah. didn't have that Clash of the Champions feel they kept comparing it to like a Clash of the Champions yes it I know it didn't feel like a Battle of the Belts to me it felt like almost like a Clash of Champions where we're going to call it a belt name so we have to get all champions on the show and you put the FTW title on there for some reason in the middle. You had an interim champion to start this off. It was, it almost felt like a lame duck show. And it, it was good enough. It was a good wrestling show. It did an hour on a Saturday night. But honestly, I had the Impact Hard to Kill pay-per-view to watch right after that. And I was oh. almost waiting for this show to get out of, get out of the way so I could watch the other one. Nice. How did that go? That went well. By the time this show got done, I tuned in to the end of the Jonathan Gresham match, which is something I will go back and watch. And then the rest of the show was really good. Like Impact, I have. There's somebody I don't keep up with enough because it's been a long. No, time. they do good pay per views, but sometimes their TV just doesn't hold you. And yeah. this pay per view is another one that's pulling me right back into wanting to watch the TV. And see where it's gonna go. Nice. Well, that's something I'll have to maybe look up, look into, see about seeing that one. The hard to kill. Yeah, I mean, the things that had me interested in it was obviously Matt Cardona in the title picture, with the announcement of Mickey James going into the Royal Rumble. Her what do you knockout. think? What do you think of Matt Cardona now? I I, I like it. I like what I, he's doing. I've really liked it. I follow GCW pretty closely. I watched him in GCW. Yeah. I was actually front row for their New York show where Effie rolled him up and took his TV title. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I actually, I got to meet Minoru Suzuki that night and I even reached out and gave him one of our podcast t-shirts, which was intimidating because I was terrified to try and give it to him. Yeah, I know. I'd, I'd be intimidated, too. He's he's just a legend. I know. I was holding it out because, like, I, I paid for a meet and greet. I bought an extra picture for a friend of the show. And then I'm sitting there, and I know I'm going to offer him these shirts. So I've got a large in one hand and an extra large in another. And I know he's got to understand English, but there's a part of my head that I'm like, I don't even know if this conversation's going over his head. So I just yeah. hold out the two t-shirts and I'm like, I do a podcast. I brought a t-shirt for you. I don't know if you wear a large or an extra large. And like, he's staring at it for a good, I'm going to say three seconds, but it felt like 15. Yeah, I bet. I he bet. Just down and he goes, extra large. So I just <laughs> handed it to him and I went and sat down in my seat. 
And I'm only sitting about five feet from where the meet and greets are happening. And as every other person comes up, gets their picture taken, they shake his hand. And I was too scared to shake his hand after giving him the t-shirt. I was like, look, he got the t-shirt. That's as far as we need to go. I'm going to sit down and try and enjoy the rest of this show. (laughs) That's cool, though. That's awesome. But yeah, I'm a huge GCW fan, so getting to see Arnold do this reinvention is awesome. I just, I just barely got into uh, into GCW, and uh, I think they're great. I'm thinking about doing a show uh, on them. Oh, that would definitely be a good subject. I mean, I'm going to the Hammerstein Ballroom show, and I'm super excited for that because i follow gcw for god the last i want to say three years because they do this backyard show on july 4th that the first time i saw it i'm like all right that looks weird i'll buy it and it's an odd pay-per-view but then i got into buying their other pay-per-views like i was buying them regularly when that david arquette thing happened because i'm like david arquette versus nick gage yeah i'll check this out yeah definitely and they do this they did this thing at least a while ago they did it well where they do these stylized promo videos look up the first two joey janela spring breaks and it was that video style and just their overall presentation that got me into them and then i've been a fan ever since that's awesome i i i like what they're doing i i really do Every time I, I come across uh, something on YouTube or something that's GCW involved, I click on it and I'm hardly ever disappointed. Yeah, they bring in a lot of good names and it seems like the names that they're bringing in are only getting bigger. Yeah, it's, they're, they're on fire right now. They really are. Um, well, normally what I do at the end of the show... Um, where I, what I'm trying to do is do a wrestler of the week, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to change that to a wrestler of the night. All right. So and, do you pick a wrestler off the show that we just watched that you thought yeah, stood out? Yeah. Off the show who stood out the best for you. I'm going to say Danny Garcia. And it's only because they showed him for a quick second in the crowd when that match was over, they played it off in the ring and he got right up in his face. And to me, that interaction was more exciting than any of these matches they had pre-announced. Everybody gave their all. There were good matches across the board, but Daniel Garcia got me excited for something happening in the future. And I think that's a powerful thing in wrestling. I'll have to agree with you on Garcia. He, he was he was the highlight of it, definitely. And I would yeah. almost say the the show wasn't boring because of any of the participants involved. It was more. It felt like the booking and nothing felt up. huge. Yeah, it was hyped up to be bigger than it was. I I think, and uh, I think they just missed the mark on this one, and. They're, you know, they're such a young company still. That's okay. Yeah, they're learning how to do it. But I feel like if you had put Paige versus Danielson 2 on this card. Exactly. It would have been so much more so worth much it. So much bigger. Put that FTW title on Dynamite. Like, 
But yeah, put it on there and let it gain a little bit. I, I, I am wanting to see that belt have a little bit of legitimacy and take a life of its own. I just uh yeah this show wasn't it this should have highlighted your champions this should have been a big event and this was this was not a clash of the champions this was almost like when TNA was running those weekly pay-per-views that's kind yeah. of the excitement level I felt for this afterwards yeah. exactly exactly well Joe it's been great man yeah thanks for having me on I hope to come on again soon Thanks. I, I hope to have you on uh, very soon. Definitely. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, this this is Staggered Lee and producer Joe, and we're signing off on Unscripted Violence. Thanks, guys. Have a good night, guys. <laughs>